Let's talk about the game of sales. Now, full disclosure, the reason I'm having this, doing this podcast is because we're onboarding a lot of people and some of these, some of your sales are up, some are old ones, um, but I'm having this conversation a lot. So instead of having this conversation repeatedly over and over again, I'm just going to send them a podcast and say, Hey, listen to this. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Um, and so that will also benefit whoever's listening to this, because I think the, the concepts that are here are really important for people to understand especially if they're new into sales, but also if you're old in the sales. And uh, yeah, so the game of sales. What, I'm gonna start this, this, this with an analogy, right? What is the game of sales? Like what, what is sales? Like what are you doing? What is the concept of it? So now most people think sales is something pretty straightforward, right? Like we're just trading goods and services that, or trying to convince someone to trade goods and, ser- goods and services, right? But it's actually, it's a lot deeper than that. And for people that don't have a full understanding of it, the game of sales can be really frustrating because one, a lot of people don't know what the game is. And two, even if they know it's a game, they don't know the rules to play by. And if you don't know the game and you don't know the rules to play by, if you've ever played a game like that, it's a really frustrating game and usually you end up losing. And so if you, if you want to be successful at sales, you have to understand both of those things to be able to be successful. I know that sounds like really straightforward and really like um, even rhetorical, like common sense, but you'd be surprised how many people don't even consider it to be a game. They just think it's a straightforward thing of, hey, here, let me tell you about this pro- my product and service. You can buy it or not. It's a numbers game, right? Like, yes, it's true to an extent, but like it's a little more nuanced than that. And if you can understand those nuances and understand the like specific rules of why people buy and how they buy, it's so it's so much more fun and you can like play in the space and you can understand what's happening and it's 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 a way better experience for both you and the buyer and you're just gonna make a lot more money let's just put that put it that way okay so to start this off i want to start i want to introduce an analogy okay and it it has to do with the game of golf now i really love sports (laughs) golf is one of those sports that like i hate (laughs) because Every other sport is so intuitive, like running, intuitive. I just go from point A to point B as fast as I can, right? Or racing for that matter. Or, you know, soccer or football. It's like, okay, take this ball, use my arms, my legs, whatever to like put it in the goal. Now, golf, whoever invented it, got the concept of get the ball from point A to point B. But instead of like throwing it or kicking it, like is natural for a human to do, they like take this club hold it in an odd scent, odd way and hit a small, tiny little rock shaped ball on the ground. And instead of like putting it, you know, 30, 40 feet in front of me, I'm going to put that hole like hundreds of yards away and then try to hit this ball in as few tries as possible to get in, get it into the hole. Like <coughs> really weird concept, really counterintuitive mo- movement. And so that's really frustrating for me who's used to like those natural movements in sports. But despite that, well, because of that, because it's so counterintuitive, because it's so hard and challenging, people love to watch the game. They love to watch professionals do things that are inhumanly possible, right? And so that, like, with, with, with that intro of the golf, like, imagine for a second if you took a helicopter and you flew to the, like, you flew to the Amazon jungle in the middle of the jungle and you found an isolated tribe that never seen, like, golf or didn't know the concept of golf, right? And you you took them up in a a helicopter and and dropped them in the nearest golf green, like a really pristine course, right? 
and this imagine if this is the only instructions you gave this new set of Amazon tribesmen that are isolated tribesmen. They said, okay, <clears throat> we have all this gear here. I'm not going to explain what it is. We have, you know, golf, we have golf balls, we have, we have clubs, we have a, a golf cart even, and we have, you know, polos and, and shoes and all this stuff. But the, you don't show, you don't tell them what it is. You say, all right, the goal of this game is to take this ball and you see that flag way down yonder. Your goal is to get this ball in as few as tries as possible to that hole under that, that where that flag is. What are they going to do? Right? They're just going to pick up that ball and either run with it and try to put it in there as quick as possible. And they'll probably have a really fun time. They're probably really hilarious to watch, you know, um, or they're just going to throw it and then run after it, grab it, throw it, run after it, grab it. Right? Like they're going to think it's a very straightforward game and, but they're going to miss the point of the game, right? The point of the game is to do something counterintuitive in a way that's like unique and in as few as tries as possible to, to get there and the get it there, right? There, there's the entertainment part of it and also of the golf. There's also the challenge part of it. And sales is a lot like that analogy. Some people really master salespeople. They understand the game of sales. They understand the goal isn't to just grab a ball and pick it up and throw it as far as you can and hopefully get into this, like get into the cup where the flag is. The goal is to, there's certain like rules of the game you have to follow and there's an art to it. There's a science to it and there's rules. And if you follow those rules, one, people like to just watch you because it's just, it's like watching magic. It's beautiful. Um, but two, people enjoy that you follow a certain set of rules. It's not just this raw primal, just throwing something, you know, like it's, it, yeah. Anyway, so what, so how, like, what is the game of sales and what are the rules? Like, let's talk about that. So first you have to understand there's two games in sales. There, there are definitely two different games in sales and every homeowner thinks you're playing the first game, right? So what is the first game of sales? And th these are totally separate games. They're totally separate rules. And, and you'll see why in a second. So the first game of sales is this. It's a salesperson thinking, how fast can I get this person to give me their money, right? Like they're in it for selfish reasons. They're in it just to make a ton of money. And I'm not saying if you're in it to make money, you're necessarily selfish, but this type of sale, and you know who I'm talking about, is their goal is not to like, provide a value service. Their goal is not to like help somebody out. Their goal is simply what words do I need to say to convince this person to give me their money as quick as possible. And then I can go on to the next one, right? This is not really sales. This is swindling, right? And we've all had, we've all met those salespeople. We've maybe been those salespeople at some point in our lives. Um, but like there, it's a totally different goal, right? The goal isn't to exchange value and bring, bring value. The goal is to just get somebody's money and they're, and they're, they're just like a shark, right? They're, they're a shark out there to just eat meat and then go on to the next victim, right? I mean, I don't know if you've seen that meme, that meme, I've seen salespeople post this meme every once in a while. I'm like, oh, you're one of those type of salespeople. It's a, they say, it's like a picture of a shark and it says, closers are not like pansies or something like that. They don't wake up thinking, where are my tea and crumpets? They wake up thinking, where's meat? So I can go kill people or I can, I can go find, find fish, kill things and rip it apart. Right? I'm like, Oh yeah, you're that type of salesperson. Like your goal is your goal is just to make a ton of money and get out of there. And usually these people, like they jump from industry to industry, trying to find out what the, like the best sale is. They go, 
you know, figure out like or what, what, how to maximize how much money they're making. They usually jump area to area because, you know, you can't form a long-term relationship off of just trying to make, get money off of people. Like that's not, if, if your goal in a relationship is just to pull money out of people, you're not going to have a good long-term relationship. <laughs> so the problem is, is ever, this is what most people think the game, most buyers think the game of a salesperson is like the salesperson is there to just get money. Right. And so that's why most buyers are guarded. Okay. So the second game is very different. It's played, it's a very different goal and very different set of rules. The second game is I have a product or service or service that's valuable that literally helps people improve lives, right? Or, or solve a problem to improve lives. And how do I take this product or service and help or, and, and introduce it to people so that they can see that value and we can have an exchange value. You know, they've done something of value, some product or service where, you know, they helped build a company or they developed a widget or something like that. And they have money because they did that because someone gave them money. And so we're having this exchange. I give you product or service. You give me the money you earned. That's a win-win situation, right? That's the, that's the real game of sales. Now, the reason it's a game is because everybody else is trying to do the swindle game. And you're trying to convince the buyer that you're not that guy, right? It, to bring in another analogy, it's like people are, you know, there's some kind of meetup for like men and women. They're out there like having fun, partying, whatever. And they're there to like just hang out and have fun, but also like meet potential partners. And there's some guys out there that are there to just get somebody laid, just to hook up and like get on with life. And there's other guys out there or women too. I guess I shouldn't like discriminate between the sexes, but there's the other ones out there that are there to like form long-term relationships and hopefully form a, a long-term monogamous relationship of like loyalty and mutual respect and trust and love and all these things. Right. The problem is like the other party can't, doesn't know what the intentions are. Like you can't just like, there's not someone, someone doesn't have, you can't just read somebody's mind. Right. It's, it's impossible to read somebody's mind. And you don't know what the true intentions are or even how this person will work long-term. And so there's, oh, in, in like dating, there's always a filling out period where people try to find out what this person's true intentions are, right? And sales is the exact same. Obviously there's, it's a different set of like a different goal. You know, your goal is not to find a long-term partner, your goal, or even, or maybe your goal is to find a short-term partner. Your, your goal is the, the buyer's goal is to like solve their problem. They have some kind of pain or problem they have to solve but they don't know which salesperson you are. They don't know which game you're playing. They don't know if you're there to like take their money and run or if you're there to really like provide something of value and help them with their problem, right? And so before you even start the sales process, before you even start trying to like sell a product or service, the homeowner knows needs to know which person you are. And you can't just say, hey, I'm not the guy that's gonna take your money and run. <laughs> you can't say that because they're not gonna trust that. And so that's why for every sales process you ever meet, ever talk, or ever read about or study about, the first step is always building trust or building rapport, right? It's so they see you as a real human being and so that they don't have that, just, just to get rid of distrust, right? And, and the second step is almost always uh, some kind of pre-frame or setting expectations. It's like a prenup, <laughs> it's saying, hey, my goal 
isn't to sit here and take your money. My goal is really to solve your problem. And if I can't prob your, solve your problem, I'm going to walk away. I'm not going to ask for your money. I'm going to walk away. But if I can solve your problem, you need to tell me if yes, you want me to solve your problem or no, you don't want me to solve your problem. But you can't just say, you can't just leave it vague and, and just move on, right? There's, there's always some kind of preframe to, to have, set that conversation up. And the reason we do that is so you can gain, so you, people can see your, you have true intentions. And, and I might be talking to you, you might be listening to this and be like, I'm the first guy, I just wanna take their money and run, right? Well, just so you know, like that, that is not gonna help you build, that, that way of life is just not gonna be, bring meaning or satisfaction or happiness to you. Like if you look at all your relationships as transactional, then you're going to have a very sad life. And you know, this, it's just, ugh, I, I've met a lot of salespeople like that. They, they don't have a lot of good long-term relationships because they, they look at what, they don't look at the relationship as in what can I give and what can I get from this relationship? It's not, it's not two ways, it's not win-win. It's all one way, right? And people don't like one way. Like that's like bordering on psychopathy, right? There has to be a two way. So if like you're the, if you're, if I, if you're that first person and you're just, you just want, you just, you're only human relationships are a tool to get what you want. Then, uh, man, you, you got some coming for you, man. Like, it's, it's just tough. That's, that's a tough way to live. And so you really need to reevaluate like why you're doing what you're doing. And if you can find a product or service that you really truly believe in and that you know can help other people and you want to help them along with that process long-term, gal, like you're going to have a way more fulfilled and meaningful life because you're actually helping people. You're actually bringing value. You're actually putting smiles on people's faces and change their lives. And the cool thing is, is they'll, they by nature, if they value that, they will give you their money, right? Like this, this is, doesn't have to be charity work to bring value. Like if people value, like just so you know, if people don't value something, they don't pay for it. If people value something, they pay for it. And so by nature, value is not free. Value is an exchange of something precious for something else precious, more precious. That is the, that is like, the definition of like sales. So it's, it's good. It's a, it's a, it's vital even to have that exchange because that's the definition of value is, is I value this enough to give up this, right? And if there's not that exchange, then it's not, there's not valuable, you know, it, it might, again, not, not that there's not charity and giving, I'm getting off on a tangent here, but I just want to make sure like you understand that even though you're trying to bring for those that are really like trying to bring value to people's lives and serve them, <clears throat> a necessary part of that is people showing that they actually value that and they show that by giving up money, something that's important to them, okay? So the first part, the first part before everything, before the game even starts is like, this is the game I'm playing. I'm playing the game of bring value and service to your life and I'm really here to help you, not just to take your money and run, right? that's the first, that's the first step. Okay. And obviously you don't just say that, you know, it's usually, Hey, let's find some common ground, chat a little bit about that. You see me as human. I see you as human. You know, that's just like when, when you're trying to meet guys and gals or whatever, right? You're, you're there. There's a feeling out period. Hey, do we have things in common? Can we relate to one another? Oh, we can. 
Awesome. Let's take the next step in the relationship and see where we want it to go. Okay. The next step is, is let's, let's have a conversation about this product or service. Okay. And this is what this, I'm going to tell you upfront. This is what need this product or service provides. If that fulfills, if that doesn't fulfill your need, I'm not going to try and sell you. I'm not going to waste my time. Right. And a good salesperson finds that out in the very beginning. They find out if that product or service is really going to fulfill a need, if there's a need there, if there's not a need there, they walk away, right? The best salespeople I know walk away from a lot of sales because they know either one, the person's not a buyer or two, they just don't need the product or service. And usually those go hand in hand. And if they don't need the product or service, they just walk away and they maximize their time. They're not trying to sell someone that doesn't want sold or someone that's not even, doesn't even need to buy. Like I'm in solar and some people have like a 50, $60 electric bill. And I just, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, do you want, and I usually the follow up question is like, well, did you want solar to feel good about the, that $50, $60 electric bill you, you have? It's a really cheap bill. You're not going to save any money, but do you want to feel good about the energy you use? And if people say no, I walk away. I don't try to sell them. I'm not going to waste my time, right? Just don't wait, don't waste your time on those people. Okay. And that's, that's one sign of someone that's really trying to bring value is they won't waste their time on people that don't see the value. <laughs> they just move on. But, but the important part is if, if, if there is a need and the person says, yes, I have a need for X, you know, I have a cheap need for a cheap electrical. I have a need for, you know, a pest free house. I have a need for, you know, a car maintenance. I have a need for home remodel, whatever, whatever it is. Right. Then it's like, cool. Well, let's have a conversation to see if, what I have is actually going to help fulfill that need. If it does, then you need to tell me yes or no, if you want it. Okay. And we need to have an agreement here between like intelligent human beings and honest human beings that we're going to have that type of relationship, an intelligent and honest one. And then we can figure out how to move on with like clear, honest, transparent distinction. And I've noticed if you start a conversation, start a relationship off like that, it's going to be way better one, but two, the people are way more likely to buy because they're not going to see you as that first, like, you know, give me money and run type of person. You're actually, when, when something goes wrong or, or inevitably will on a product, like you're going to take up, pick up the phone call and you're going to help deliver. Okay. So I've known we've gone over a lot, but like, let's just recap. Sales is a game. There's two games, right? You have the swindling game. You have the actual brings the value and service game. Your first goal is in sales is not to sell your product or service. Your first goal is to get that person to trust you. And then is it's to qualify them to see if your product or service is actually going to help them. If it's not, you check out of the game. If it is, then you get their consent to play the game. Right. And their consent is like, Hey, do you want to talk about the sales conversation then? It's, Hey, it looks like you have this need and I have, you know, this pro this product, XYZ product could really help you. So let's have a conversation about it. So you can, you can have, make an intelligent decision on whether or not this is going to help, uh, whether or not you want to proceed or not. Does that sound fair? People always say yes to that. You know, they always say yes to that. And then they're Then that, that says, what they're really saying is yes, I give you permission to like, and they're not saying this explicitly. They're saying this implicitly, like, yes, I give you permission to like, tell me what you have and yes, I'm going to give you a, a decision, right? And that is a way better 
way to start off a relationship, then here, let me just tell you about this product and service and because I'm talking so much, you're just gonna listen to me and hopefully you'll buy because I'm gonna talk about all these products and features and hopefully one of them hits the point. And if they do, then you'll buy from me because yeah, that's, yeah, anyway. So anyway, the, so the next step, which is way, that we could spend literally a year of training is like the, the next is the rules of the game of how, now that you have someone ready to buy or ready to at least have the conversation and, and they have a need, you know they have a need, how do you get them from point A to point B? And it's not, here, let me just tell you my product service, all the, all the features and benefits, and then hopefully you'll buy. Like, that's not how people make decisions. The second set is, okay, how do I get someone into a place where they're ready to make a decision and they see the value of what I'm trying, trying to do, right? And that's, that's a whole different conversation, it's a whole different training, there's, you know, there's a a lot of ton, there's a ton of really good books on it. I really recommend Straight Line Selling, um, The Way of the Wolf uh, by Jordan Belfort because really he talks about this like in, in way better than I could. Um, really master salesperson. But there's, there's a lot of others, right? Cause, and in, but the long story short, it's about how to get someone emotionally ready to buy and then logically justify to buy. That's, that's just how psychology, that's just how our brains work is we make our decisions from we make the decision from the emotional part of our brain. We need the logical part of the decisions to unlock that door to get in. Okay, so as you start your wonderful sales career, maybe you're already in it. I hope this is like I hope this has brought some context and some perspective, so you can see that sales isn't about just walking in a bar and trying to close somebody right that night. <laughs> if to bring in the dating analogy, um, the the goal is to really like build long-term trust and if people can see that and, and bring value, if, pe if people can see that you're gonna do that, they're gonna open up those emotions to you. They're gonna open up their house and don't break that trust. Like be real and genuine and really help them. And if you can't help them, then say no. And that's how you don't break that trust. If you can help them, yeah, then do everything within your power to get them to the point to make a decision. And notice I didn't say do everything in your power to show them how your product or service helps them. Right? Do everything in your power to get them ready to make a decision. Very different paths to take. Hopefully that helps and good luck out there.